Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are talking about the 1995 crime thriller Hackers with the lovely ladies from the Let Us In podcast. Welcome, Crystal and Emma. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. We're very excited. Unfortunately, we're missing one third of this beautiful pie. Shout out to Justine. Unfortunately, she wasn't feeling well, but she's here in spirit. I'm sure we'll be bringing her up quite a bit. (laughs) But before we dive into the episode, let's get into some housekeeping. I was too fast. You were too slow. (laughs) I don't, I can't, I can't, I don't know what to tell you. We're never going to get it. Is this, so is this from Tommy Boy? It is. Yes. <laughs> We're trying to figure out how to politely like say, listen to all of our stuff just to like promote. All the things. Yeah. <laughs> so if you love the podcast and you want to support us, here are a few ways that you can. Did you know writing a review and or rating us helps us get more listeners? If you want to be featured and help us grow, head to Apple, Spotify, Podchasers, Good Pods, or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review like this gem. Okay, Jackie, I know I don't have my glasses on, but don't yell at me, okay? <laughs> I don't even know where you're looking. I, I've i got a source. Okay, <laughs> All right. Fun throwback nostalgia. Danielle and Jackie have such great chemistry and they always take me on a trip down memory lane with their fun takes on my favorite movie classics. I must say my favorite episode to date was when they covered glitter. If you're looking for a fun listen to this podcast is for you. And that was our wonderful guest, Dana. Thank you, Dana. Dana. (laughs) (laughs) The sweetest. Love it. (laughs) Love when a guest goes and throws up a review. That's even better. Yeah. That guarantees you a second time back on the show. (laughs) We'll keep that in mind. (laughs) Notice. Especially when her favorite episode is the episode she was on. Yes. like and subscribe to our show so you get notifications when we drop new episodes on your favorite podcasting platform and if you want to see funny ass gifs of jackie and i making the weirdest faces ever you definitely should be a patreon bestie and also get exclusive content stickers lives and access to our burnt Ot spotify playlists so make sure you head over to patreon.com backslash no more late fees and become one of our besties So let's hop into hackers. (laughs) So a teenage hacker finds himself framed for the theft of millions of dollars from a major corporation. Master hacker Dade Murphy, a.k.a. Zero Cool, a.k.a. Crash Override, (laughs) has been banned from touching a keyboard for seven years after crashing over 1,500 (laughs) (laughs) Wall Street computers at the age of 11. Now keen to get back in front of a monitor, he finds himself in more trouble than ever. The movie stars Johnny Lee Miller, Angelina Jolie, Jesse Bradford, Matthew Lillard, Lawrence Mason, Renaly Santiago, Lorraine Bracco, and Fisher Stevens. It was directed by 
Ian Softly, Ian Softly. Hmm. Screenplay was by Raphael Moreau, and you can watch it on Pluto, Tubi, Hulu, and Roku. But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind, shall we? So, you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves we give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. Like the Da Vinci virus, it's straight up trash. <laughs> I was trying to remember what he was yelling to tell Serial that the disc was in the trash, but I couldn't remember. I know. <laughs> they did say garbage quite a bit in this yes. episode, in this movie. <laughs> All right, Crystal, we'll start with you. What would your Y2K rating be of this movie? I loved this growing up. This was a movie that I watched and fully enjoyed. I actually got it previously owned at Blockbuster. So love it. <laughs> um, That's so perfect. This would, be, this would be a would buy it because I did. So <laughs> love it. absolutely. Okay, Emma. So my Y2K self, I, I don't remember when I first watched it. I was not 1995, but it was before 1999. I did see it before I turned 13 somewhere and I didn't have, I didn't buy movies, but I would have bought it. Would have bought it. Okay. <laughs> would buy it. Love it. I think for me, it was like a Friday rental. I did like it, but I did not buy it. It was, you know, I was, I was nerdy. I like chick flicks and. This was too highbrow for me at, at some point. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's such a creative way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a lot. Well, you know, I wasn't te like technologically advanced. So I was you like, I don't know what Neither is this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jackie's husband called out. He's like, they are saying the most generic terms right now. And I was like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> What about you, Jackie? Uh, it was a would buy. This was a family favorite. We all sat around and watched it. I think the casting is fantastic. Yeah. I loved everything. Like that started my small obsession with Johnny Lee Miller. I was already there with Matthew Lillard, but yeah, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> well, let's get into the box office, shall we? Yeah. So this movie had a budget of $20 million. I want to wow. say where? Okay. Wow. Uh, so, uh, $20 million in 1995? Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. Like, <laughs> wow. There's a lot of graphics. We go into a computer a lot. <laughs> yes. So behind the scenes of how they did it, because it's not CGI, they built this model and did animations around it and spent days doing that. They, they could have saved their, their time and yeah, money on that. I mean, I, I think I could have done a better job with some Legos and some tape. <laughs> yeah. It didn't age well. That's all I'm going to say. No. <laughs> it no. Surprisingly, only made $7.5 million. So uh, it was a dud. It It is a cult favorite, obviously now, but it did not do well. It was released in 1995 in September and it opened for opening weekend. It finished in fourth place. 
The critics praised the film for its stylish visuals, but criticized it for its unconvincing look at hackers and their subculture, which we'll get into because the director really did spend a lot of time doing research and talking to hackers. So it's kind of sucky that it didn't kind of translate, but these are critics. What did the critics know about hackers? You're right. You're right. This was 1995. Like, wh- like yeah. this movie came out months after Windows 95 came out. Let's see what little Rod, Roger Ebert, gave the film three out of four stars and wrote. Wow. The movie is smart and entertaining. Then, as long as you don't take the computer stuff very seriously, <laughs> I didn't. I took it approximately as seriously as the archaeology in, in, in Indiana Jones. On the show, Siskel and Ebert, Ebert gave the film a thumbs up, while Gene Siskel gave the film a a thumbs down, saying, I didn't find the characters that interesting, and I really didn't like the villain in this piece. Oh, he's my favorite. I thought Fisher Stevens was not very threatening. The writing is so arc, arc. I don't know. And what does Siskel know? We all about Rod yeah. anyways. <laughs> I, How did we not find the characters interesting and engaging? Yeah, exactly. that's crazy. And, like, I mean, entertaining. It's like this movie is, you can enjoy it as a time capsule. I don't know if it's as enjoyable for someone that wasn't around in that time. And it's like cute because it's like, it's very much of its time. I assume that there's a value in that there, but and but it's not so much that the computer stuff doesn't make sense. It's like there's a whole long period of time we spend away from Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee Miller, where we're getting to build up the villains a little late. And I was like, I'm getting a little bored. Like not the and it's not the not Fisher Stevens, but the Secret Service. I'm like, is that really what? Is that really what you mean? Yeah, I kept saying, I'm like, shouldn't it be like the FBI, CIA? This doesn't make any sense. I do want to say that Wendell Pierce is like one of the best actors ever. And he did as much as he could with what he was given. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is around a bunch of cartoon characters, he did really well. Like he fits in without being over the top. It's just that the plot just doesn't work well. But all the actors are enjoyable. That's the part of the, it's the style, it's the actors. That's what's really fun. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but well, we're starting off in the, we start this movie and it's doing like 12, you know, 12 frames per shot. Good start. Storming a house. There's going to be a lot of storming into people's homes in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) We're not always sure exactly why, but by the secret service. (laughs) A lot of times I'm like, do they have warrants? Do they have probable cause to go into this kid's house? Like, yeah, there was never like an agent with them to have the subpoena or anything. They didn't look like real FBI agents. And again, Secret Service, this doesn't make any sense. No. It's not even Homeland Security, which <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, no. they be protecting the president. Don't or know, what right? they be doing. <laughs> Who else does the Secret Service protect? Like other governors and, well, not governors, yeah. but governors and ex presidents. I don't know, but like, not hackers. And why was there a camera crew every time they made a bus? I didn't think of that. (laughs) There was always a camera crew ready. Like, 
literally just busted. They're at the door as they're busting through. Yeah. Are you ready to see what <laughs> this? Like, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm a minor as well. Teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I. So the movie, it, it, so once they, we get to the courtroom and we have the shocking reveal, it's a child that's being charged. They got charged $45,000, which sounds like a, a weird amount. Like, I don't know how much they should have been. Yeah. It just felt weird, <laughs> which it, I did the inflation and it's like 86000 in today's money, which is a lot, but it's, I don't know. It felt really weird. If the music was a little different and the tone was different, where he's saying, you, you, until you're 18, you can't be near a, a computer or touch tone telephone. It felt very sitcom-y to me. Like this is yeah. something like they wrote on Seinfeld or oh, Home yeah. Improvement. If the music was a little different. That, the trial, Jackie missed it, but Felicity Huffman is one of the lawyers. And I was just like, okay <laughs> I, I did not catch that either i did not catch that <laughs> but he didn't look 11 years old i think we were trying to do like the math and stuff like that but one he of looked the things, eight yeah he, he was barely fitting in the chair when yeah you know they they arrested dade dade is the main character which is johnny lee miller and you know then you you see them bust into the house with his mom and dad being there like what the hell's going on then you see them in in the trial and after you know he gets his sentence then it obviously jumps to him being 18 and johnny lee miller looked like a full ass grown man (laughs) there's no way now we are it is dade's birthday he has just moved to new york with his mom his parents have divorced it is his 18th birthday And he is getting back on that horse. He is immediately at a computer, tip-tapping away. He's, like, secretly, like, tapped into the house phone. He has sunglasses on to hack. That's that's (laughs) The Google glasses. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They predicted that. How smart. (laughs) And he is just for funsies going to take over a TV station. Although it seems like the the guy was just like preaching like hate and stuff. Yeah, he's like an Alex Jonesy kind of character. I don't know if he was a real person because they had the Outer Limits also on instead. So I don't know if he was like a made up character or if he was supposed to be somebody real. I don't know. It was giving Make America Great Again vibes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So he decides he's going to put it on Outer Limits instead, hacks into the station by calling and asking for the modem number. I'm an unassuming security guard. He he gets in, he changes it to Outer Limits. He's very proud of himself. And then all of a sudden, he's in a little hacker war with acid burn. <laughs> I lost my mind because that text... <laughs> You wouldn't hack into a mainstream computer. It's it is, and I looked it up. I did a dive a little bit. You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal yeah, a purse. Would you download a movie? It's stealing. Remember that <laughs> the piracy ad. It's the same text. It is. I also love fans everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I love how there's like a million scenes of jolt soda in this movie it's it's red bull before red bull was a thing yes like you drank jolt soda to stay up all night hacking it was before surge or may no surge might have been out by then in but 95 they, did, they didn't have the product placement no no so. they were slipping <laughs> the deal jolt got the deal 
So Dave decides he was going to use his original handle, Zero Cool, but decides he needs to start new. He's an adult now. And so they have like these vending machines. And I've never really thought about how TV programming happened that like there's a machine and like it it picks out the v- next VHS and puts before it digital like, yeah yeah exactly when it was still analog never thought about that but like it makes sense so we see like these little machines fighting and stuff and then crash override gets a connection terminated <laughs> and his response is well shit on me <laughs> like, his one-liners in this movie are so bizarre. They're fantastic. There's so many crazy lines and so many random things. I lived in New York for so long, and I never in my life seen people use rollerblades as a mode of transportation as much as, as they did in this movie. I love they spent three weeks learning how to do that, Danielle. Yeah, I get it's very nineties. It's so nineties. Roller. I remember rollerblades being like something people would try to learn how to do, and then they just be in the garage forever. I'm not I trying to be sweating. Oh, you did? I, oh, I was obsessed with rollerblading, and I begged my parents for a pair. I got a pair, went rollerblading, hit a rock, oh, no. face planted, and <gasps> never wanted to do it again. <laughs> no. Ruined my whole experience. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That's, it is. I I didn't do rollerblades. I wasn't cool. I had the four-wheelers, my white and pink oh, roller skates. So yeah. Probably safer that way. Yeah, I'm not very coordinated. <laughs> if you know me, you know. <laughs> And he also says, because they're doing like little chatty quips to one another while they're fighting. And so Crash says, what is it now? And in the visual, it is. the best, die like the rest. (laughs) Yes. In the the font of the anti-piracy that used to be in DVDs, (laughs) it's that font. Yeah. And he goes, so when he, he goes to school the next day, but it's just to be noted that they filmed at Stuyvesant High School, which is a pretty famous high school in in Manhattan. So oh, really? It's a popular one. one it of, looked huge. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I've never I've never seen a school that big, to be honest. Like I didn't even know. If, like if you told me it wasn't a school, like they built it into, a school, I would believe you. So that's crazy. So, like Danielle said, we see. Dade on his first day of school, he's looking for the principal's office and he he's passing a ton of people in the hallway, but he he asks the person on the phone who's not looking at him. Principal's office. And that's where we meet Phantom Freak, who's kind of just like, leave me alone. And then he eventually finds his way to the principal's office where he meets Kate, played by Angelina Jolie, and she is not ready to give him the time of day. Like, she's giving him shit straight off the bat. Yeah, she's, I mean, like, as she should. Like, she has a boyfriend. She's cool as fuck. She doesn't know who this person is. Like, he's literally said two words to her, and her whole job was to get him to class and mind her damn business. Mm -hmm. So that's what she was trying to do. But she also mentioned that they had a very lovely pool on the roof, which he goes to check out. So I learned last night that Jackie did not hear this room. This was some like a joke they played at our high school as well. Really? I've never heard of that. There, like, there was no no way to get up there, but like, 
what a freshman they would tell we only had two floors and they would say you know check out the third the pool on the third floor and i remember like going to a friend i was like oh my god did you know there was a pool and they're like there's no there's nowhere to go i wouldn't <laughs> believe that i'm really gullible i i'm really gullible i would have believed it i would have I probably wouldn't get gotten caught in the rain that no. happened all of a sudden on the roof, but <laughs> and she has sent like at least six people up there. They're all just stuck on the roof. Cause as soon as the door shuts, you can't get back in and they're all just standing up there and that's how he gets caught in the rain. But why are they closer to the door? That irritated me. <laughs> like, why are you all over on the other side of the roof? Like the only way to get back down is if somebody else opens the door. Right. So like y'all should have been ready to catch the damn door, but y'all are over there. What? It's not even like they were screaming for help. Right. Whatever. (laughs) So after this, he's in computer class with phantom freak and freak notices that he's looking up Kate. He's getting the 411 on Kate and, and so, switching his class. So, Cause he told yes. Kate that he was going to be in our class. So yes, very stalker vibes. Let's just put it out there. <laughs> he saw, I he can't blame him. I mean, it's Angelina Jolie. She seems like <laughs> yeah. really cool, but so, you know, as long as, you know, it, it is a little stalkery though. It is a little stalkery. <laughs> I'd probably do the same though. <laughs> yeah, go the He's same so class. Cool. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you went to this class as well. <laughs> oh, you funny here? seeing you here. <laughs> <laughs> then we are introduced to Joey, played by Jesse Bradford. Jesse Bradford was only 16 at the time of filming. Everyone else was in their 20s. Johnny Lee Miller was 23. Angelina Jolie was 20. Renoli Santiago was 21 and Matthew Lillard was 24. So he was the baby of the group and Joey just desperately wants to fit in, but doesn't really get a whole lot of social norms. No. It seems like, but you know what, Jackie, <laughs> hmm. he, he would have definitely been one of my targets as the president of strike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the amount of smoking in this movie is troubling it's a lot he's a chain smoker at this point i was like he has two lit cigarettes (laughs) and for you ladies i just want to let you know that you're in the midst of uh, (laughs) i was gonna say royalty but a president royalty i was the president of student tobacco reform initiative knowledge for eternity it then as soon as after i was voted president it was then terminated at my completely, but oh no, <laughs> the those ads that you see, the like anti smoking ads, it was all part of like the same organization. So when I was in high school, I was in Teens Against Tobacco Use, tattoo, and then I <laughs> elevated to strike when I got to college, like oh, a wow. real, <laughs> real boss nerd. Oh, that's adorable though. That's it is. so cute. <laughs> felt like he, he was away from the other characters a lot we we yeah. see him get but he's he's the first to get busted right and then yeah. there's this cutaway scene where he's on uh i think an aa meeting yeah or an na <laughs> yeah. meeting where he's yeah. smoking cigarettes and drinking caffeine 
he felt separate from the group for some reason. Like they had to shoot his scenes probably different times. Six, it's probably because yeah. he's under age and he had to do school. So when we talked to Remily, he talked about how like, you know, Angelina and, and Johnny kind of paired off. Matthew, you know, was kind of on his doing his own thing. His he flew his girlfriend out. I think when they were doing scenes in were they in England, I think? Yeah. Yeah, they shot in London. And because Jesse was sixteen, he had school. So he wasn't really like always there. So I think that might be why he was separated. That makes and, so much sense. And he was also considered for the Phantom Freak role at first. They were going to have him for it. But then when he saw the role that he eventually played, he's like, no, I think I'm a better fit for this. So it wasn't Phantom Freak. It was Dade Murphy. Was it Dade? Yeah. He, yeah, he's way too young for that. I mean, actually, you might have worked, worked because better. Johnny yeah. Miller looks so old. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, that that, it's like that. Different it's movie. that meme, like, "Hey there, my fellow kids," you know. Yes. Um, <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Yes, I love me the Steve Buscemi very much. So, so Freak invites Dade to this Cyberdelia Friday situation. It seems like it's like a cyber cafe where all of the cool hacker kids hang out it's then like a we... full-on club it's yeah. a full-on yeah. like dance club like i'm <laughs> that was not available to me at any capacity you were like if there was like a garage you know i <laughs> it's like everyone's dancing it's almost kind of like and then later on in the movie we see some like people that look like they, they have like these elaborate costumes they look like club kids like yeah, michael yes. alec and like i'm like what <laughs> That this doesn't exist anywhere. Like to. maybe a David Buster's or something. <laughs> just... Well, in New York, very much so. Very it real. A hundred percent. Like at wow. that time, like I don't know as much of like the cyber cafes part of it, but <laughs> definitely all of my friends that grew up in New York were clubbing at like 13, 14 years old. Like wow. yeah, they were out in the streets. So I'm sure they probably cracked down a lot more now, but back then, yeah, it was a free for all. Wow. We had ex- I'm a small town girl. That was my bad. My bad. I, I, I didn't see a club like that till I was an adult. Well, 18, but you know, <laughs> I think where we grew up, there was a teen club. I never got to go, but the cool kids in my biology class would talk about them going. And I was just like, I'm not cool enough to go to this. My mom would never let me. So we're introduced to serial killer for the first time. He's hawking tape mixes of people who have choked on their own vomit on the streets of New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matthew Lillard. What a, what a peach. And his hair in this movie is just something. I, I love it. So now we are at the cyber cafe. Kate is really good at a certain video game. So she is standing there playing. She's beating her own high score. And then he says, not bad for a girl. He's very oh misogynistic in this movie. Oh, that gross. Sent me. It's yeah. So gross. And then like you wear a dress. Uh, yeah. If I win, it's like, okay. Yeah. I don't like it. And it's cringe, 100%. It is. Yep. So he ends up beating her score, and someone tells him, like, 
oh great job you beat her you've made an enemy for life like, yeah. yeah. doesn't play like um, he has no game at all yeah. like like mm -hmm. none absolutely none and i think that it's supposed to be that way i mean i'm wondering if like some of these guys who are hackers probably don't have the best social skills that, yeah. that this is why they like the internet it just it's a way to have another language another way of speaking and engaging with other people so it makes sense it does and another great line in this scene is phantom freak turns to joey and says boy meets world let's go <laughs> <laughs> That was a whole memory that was unlocked too. Oh my God. I do love that those two characters are like kind of paired together in, in, in some way. They were cute. They were. It, it was like Freak was took Joey under his wing and yeah. was as much as he gave him a hard time and stuff, he really was caring towards him. Yeah. Then we see that Kate has a boyfriend, Curtis. And then my next note is more hacking. <laughs> <laughs> It hasn't even really begun. No, <laughs> but I remember what it is. It's he's hacking into the school fire alarm system and he's programming a test of the sprinklers to get back at Kate for locking him out in the rain. Well, I mean, like the thing was, she didn't tell him about it. Another kid saw that he was new and he's like kate tell her tell him about the swimming pool and kate's like oh yeah there's a swimming pool she didn't really seem like it was something that she wanted to do but it's like you want to get revenge but you're also like smitten with her yeah. so i don't know like you guys said he does not have game at all this is not hurting he <laughs> has an umbrella in the the sprinkler system goes off if there were any black girls in that school his ass would have been done. Okay. <laughs> Get my fucking hair wet. See what happens. <laughs> and then this I... is where we see freak in his kitty cat shirt realness. It is a sight to behold. It's my favorite look. <laughs> Definitely one of mine too. Freak phantom freak and serial killer were my oh. favorites of the hackers and also their looks too. Yeah. I, I could I have sworn it. I had a rash guard because Angelina Jolie keeps wearing them a lot, but I couldn't find yeah. it. <laughs> hockey jerseys. Yeah. Although I think yeah. the hockey jersey was because she got wet, and I'm assuming like Curtis gave her his hockey jersey to wear in the next scene, which is English class. They're all writing famous quotes on the board. She writes a quote from her mother, who is an author. Which Actually, establishes that she's extremely rich. Right, yes. Dade writes a, a well-received quote by the teacher. And then serial killer is there. <laughs> and the teacher realizes that he's not even enrolled in that class. You don't even go here. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was that joke it yes. was that joke this is in woodshop and then everyone goes wild like that's the funniest thing they've ever heard yeah. oh they're going okay everyone's that was he definitely an ozzy funny. osborne quote it was yeah. corny corny well and it's 
I feel bad for Sirio because very obviously he keeps asking the other characters, can I stay at your house? And it seems like his parents are really are living their like hippie best lives and are never home, it seems, or maybe they don't even have a home. And he literally carries around his toothbrush with him and is seen like brushing his teeth in the bathroom and stuff. So like his home life isn't great and he is a pretty quirky dude, but I mean, he comes in clutch when he needs to. Yeah. (laughs) He can come stay with me. Yes. Like, (laughs) could you imagine if I brought someone that looked like serial killer home and was like, mom, he's just going to (laughs) stay. You know what? Serial killer. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, don't worry. It's with a C mom. It's with a C. (laughs) Honestly, I I mean, I'm sure your mom would be like, what the fuck? But she would still be so loving and accommodating and and kind. So she would. And like in a later scene, Dade brings him to his apartment and the mom pops in is like, help yourself to anything in the kitchen. Siri already has. (laughs) (laughs) He makes himself at home. So, now we are now joey is telling the group that he he was able to hack into a bank and he didn't think he did anything but then he saw a story about an atm randomly spitting out 700 dollars, and they're like dude like you're hacking across state lines that's when like the feds get involved like don't do that again from your house that's what the big problem was your home phone (laughs) your home landline (laughs) yeah and what does joey do he goes and hacks again from his home line he's not the smart and it's a big oil company so i don't know what he was because they, they keep on talking what is it a gibson computer yeah like like I, just to see if he could do it yeah. yeah and then they talk about the most common passwords love secret sex and god and th- but mm. then they start it's not it is like your parent it is like either your children's names with a birthday <laughs> yeah. or your pet's names that's the most common. Yeah. no one's password i'm sure in the history of time there's been a 12 year boy where his password is sex you know? <laughs> i think they meant it from like a system admin standpoint maybe not maybe like the everyday person but i could be wrong but they did talk about like the system admins wanting to use God. And that seems about that tracks. It does. <laughs> and I know I used the, the God hack in American McGee's Alice. Cause I couldn't defeat the Jabberwocky. So I just cheated. <laughs> like I was so mad. I just cheated. And so they do go Joey, like, yeah, like you need to prove yourself and yeah, you could hack the uh, like hacking a Gibson, like that's the level. And then Dave has like this throwaway line. That's like, Oh, well you wouldn't go in the front. Like you would go in a back door, like a security clearance or something like that. Like he, he just has this throwaway line, but that's how Joey is able to get in to hack the Gibson. And so Joey goes in, does his little hacking and he just finds a garbage file it's literally labeled garbage and he's like i just have to download something to prove that i got in so he starts downloading this file and his mom comes in and is like joey it's time for bed and like turns off his computer and so only half of the file is downloaded so sure you can get data off of it but typically when a file transfer is interrupted it corrupts the file 
Yeah, especially yeah. on a floppy disk. Like, yeah. those were very finicky. But they did. I, mean, I think that's why they had a problem because that's why I think they asked Dade to make the copy because, and they were just trying to figure out all the stuff. Like, I think maybe they had to do something to make it not corrupt. I don't know. Like, well, they were saying the whole problem becomes they they figure out what he downloaded which is essentially a worm and it was like taking like a partial cents that were kind of floating and putting them into this bank account and when it hit 25 million the plague and his lady Margot were just gonna peace out of the country so they were they were embezzling from the company on like partial sense essentially. it was the like, office space yes that's yeah. what i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. say <laughs> so well i'm sorry worm okay yeah <laughs> the worm. worm so they they're like we figure out what this is doing but we don't know what the bank account is that it's being put into and we don't know the passwords and the admin profiles that are allowing like that set up this worm and that's what they needed was like the second half of that file yeah. which is why they had to rehack into it and get that information but i still think the file would have just been corrupted and you're, you're probably right but joey well, he is smart enough to take the file and hide it in his mm -hmm. secret hiding space which i find it hard to believe that I want to say FBI secret service didn't, <laughs> didn't go into the vents to check if he was hiding something. Well, not only was it in the vent, it was in his little cigarette carton. I have, I have to imagine that his mom must smoke as well, because there's no freaking way that you don't smell cigarette smoke. And in room, like he's like spraying Lysol as if that would help. The, the permeating smell of, of of cigarettes in the house. That smell, it's just very noticeable. It's so noticeable. Yeah. No yeah. way. She must smoke. It permeates everything. Yeah. <laughs> so while Joey is in the Gibson hacking, the security monitor played by Penn Gillette, which I was like, <laughs> is that Penn? <laughs> He's very specific. He's a very, he very specific very specific voice yeah. like why um, are you here <laughs> he called fisher stevens character eugene but he goes by the plague is his hacker name. this is my favorite scene of the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> one of the two is when play plague enters so we see him and it's like there's these walls of code behind him in like this neon color and his, there's another neon color in his board. So it's big in contrast and on a skateboard, I don't know how old Fisher Stevens is in this, like 40 something <laughs> on a skateboard. He comes down the, you know, like, and then he kicks it up and then just tosses it on the ground. <laughs> For what? He's wearing yeah. a fur coat. <laughs> yes. He is. I loved it. It's so perfect. Very extra and so very extra. full of himself in this movie. 100%. Yeah. His it's facial like, hair is very, I'm Bob Evil. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like this weird does, facial hair. But I do have to agree with the critics. He doesn't feel scary. No. Like, no. I'm, no. I'm not terrified like a Gary Oldman you know oh like, yeah no way like your fifth element gary oldman no way yeah, yeah no 
but I, I, I love how goofy he is. I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah, it. He isn't he's, scary he's though. Hilarious though. Oh my god! My my uh, my second favorite part is when he's getting the floppy disk and he's on the skateboard. <laughs> yeah. on the side. That is literally the best scene in the whole damn movie to me. Just hold the side of a car <laughs> because you know matches the floppy disk and then like grabs the side of a car again and like goes off into like the foggy night because you know so, that he has had the driver drive him yeah. and then say, "Okay, stop here. Get out of the car to too get fast, on too the fast, too fast, too fast. Go slower." <laughs> So, like, you know, Dade is just, like, uh, on what seems like an abandoned street somehow in New York City, holding on to this bright floppy disk, and then all of a sudden we see the, we see both the limousine and this picture of, like, a 40-something-year-old man, like, holding the handle on a skateboard and just snatches it away. I can't. I can't. It's so great. It's and, so great. And he's, like, in a trench coat that's, like, billowing out behind him. <laughs> yeah, he's not dressed like a hacker. He's just, like, no. an adult man, too. Yeah. He looks like a full-grown <laughs> businessman. <laughs> it's so great. And then what I love in that scene is that, like, Dade looks just as perplexed as we feel as the audience. <laughs> yes. But then it yeah. clicks to him, and then, like, he runs after, like, why... Did it take you so long to go run after I think he him? was so shocked. Like, what the fuck is happening? I would have loved to hear that, like, Johnny Lee Miller didn't know how Fisher Stevens was going to emerge in this scene. Yeah. And so, so, like, good. his reaction is just genuine confusion I the think whole time. That- there's a very good chance that that is 100% true. I don't know for sure, but it seems that way. Well, oh Renly my God. did say that they didn't really rehearse much, so it could <laughs> possibly be. It shows. <laughs> Fisher Stevens also has a line in the scene where he's going and seeing, like, oh, they they found the one, the garbage file where I've hidden the worm type thing. And he goes, never fear, I is here. <laughs> and we're like what what <laughs> and and when he says johnny says to him what does he say he says like, go fuck yourself or go pee like go take a piss on whatever and he's just like thank you yeah <laughs> what like what? he's like he's like go fuck yourself thank you thank you so unhinged i just doesn't i don't understand what that means even <laughs> like like any smile, he's very like ready to give that like burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, Johnny just looks confused. Dave yes. looks. He's like, what? <laughs> so we, we see while Joey is talking to mom and she's shutting the computer off. They're actually tracing his location, and so they do get his location somehow. Oh, and then he goes to see. Nike, who goes to they Nikon go and house? they go and meet Nikon and that's right. it's Dade and serial Kate killer Kate serial yeah no it's not Kate it's serial night serial Dade and freak freak that go and meet so that they Dade gets introduced to Nikon and they watch the hacker show and we meet what are their Razor names? and Razor Blade, and Blade. <laughs> I love it I love them 
they were amazing. I was like, I would watch this show. They were iconic. I'm like, why aren't these the two main characters? I know. I love that. I, yeah. There's only one joke that really stood out a lot to me that was like, I thought what happened to the hacker code of accepting everybody where they're playing, they're playing tricks on Lawrence, who's the head of the secret service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they, they're making it so he gets a lot of calls from horny men and they say, oh, transvestites, you know, are welcome. And so that's a jaded joke that yes. was not cool, but everything else is pretty, like, I was, I was surprised, you know, for 1995. It did pretty well. Besides that and the fact that Dave was very misogynistic, I think they did a great job. The casting was multicultural, very representative of New York and just that community in general. Other, Yeah, I think besides the corny lines, it ages very very well. Yeah. Yeah, so now Joey is in the shower living his best headphones with like zippers falling off of them. Sour caps. Singing yeah. Iggy Pop's wild one. Yeah. Loved it. He <laughs> was then, bringing on waterproof headphones before we even yes. knew we needed it. Yeah. Like why not just put a boombox on the sink and listen to it? Why do you need the headphones? He's trying to be innovative, Jackie. He's just I innovative. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So there is a raid. The Secret Service gets involved somehow, like gives them a call, and Joey is arrested. Mark Anthony is also a Secret Service agent. What? I didn't notice that. I saw him and I was like, is that Mark Anthony? And I was like, (laughs) I did not notice. Mark Anthony? (laughs) Renly was so talking about like how they got to hang out and they became really good friends on, on that set. Yeah, like, it's crazy. I had, honestly, when I was introduced to Mark Anthony, I just thought he was the singer. Like, Mm -hmm. I had no idea that he was in movies and musicals and all this other stuff prior to this. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't even know he was in this movie. I didn't notice (laughs) him. He's not as recognizable. Like he, I had to really do a double take and be like, yeah. Is that- I knew right off the bat that face. You can't miss it. I'm just going to yeah. say it. Yeah. He was even more <laughs> angular than he is now. Yeah. You can believe Definitely. that. Like, his cheeks could cut glass. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's weird because usually when you're older, you get more gaunt. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't, okay. And so they do arrest Joey and then there's a cut to the oil company and Lorraine Bracco plays Margot, who is like a high, high up executive. It seems she does like PR or marketing or something. And there's this huge meeting about how they were hacked and what plague has done because the worm is his virus, but now it's been exposed. And so he plants a, another virus called the Da Vinci virus and is blaming it on the hackers to take the fall. And what the Da Vinci virus is going to do is it's going to overfill the capsize a bunch of oil ships. Exactly. And they're like, well, can we just manually turn it off? He's like, no, they're just controlled by computers. And we have no clue where this virus is living in the Gibson type thing. Um, So why is he just trying to distract people that the fact that a lot of money is going to be gone soon? Is that why, or is he just a bad guy? Is I, it just, 
with the, they say it, the because of the worm, somebody's gonna have to take a fall for it. Like eventually, they're gonna take the money and run, but they need someone to take the fall. So like they they're gonna blame it on the and- hackers. And at the same time, he doesn't know how much information Joey has downloaded mm-hmm. and true. it it could potentially implicate him. So this is his way by blaming hackers is his way of being able to essentially raid all of their houses and try and get the disc back as well. Yeah, because as a corporation, they didn't have that ability to raid Joey's house. That's why they reached out to the still can't get over it. Secret service. service. (laughs) If you're keeping up, take a shot. Every time we say secret (laughs) service, you'll be lit by the end of this episode. Oh my God. So many busts and the secret service takes everybody, including the bad guys at the end to the same jail. Where there's yeah. just a bunch of random people with their arms like reaching for yeah, anybody who comes we, in. It's just, why would they all be going to the same jail? And wh- the Secret Service is taking it. And why are they all? T- why are all the prisoners touching everybody? Like we didn't understand I know. that either. Yeah, and they're reaching out. And one, one is like a, I don't know, like a woman in her seventies. Like I just, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> she jaywalks. She's just in there, and they're like, "Oh, this is what we do. We reach out to the newbies." <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like there's jaywalkers hackers the muggers like this it's, yeah. like, it's, it's a modge podge of, of yeah. people in there so they take joey's beloved computer lucy apart looking for like they physically take it apart though looking for the information <laughs> they can't find the disc He's very sad. There, he also, like, there's an agent just playing with a power glove, a Nintendo power glove in the background. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, a power glove, like, what, what are we doing with the power glove and the hacking? Like, well, maybe Joey, thing? like, maybe Joey reconfigured it to use it for... It didn't even work on the Nintendo. <laughs> you write about that, girl. <laughs> you write about that. That and that damn pad. I was like stomping <laughs> on it and it should never worked. This scene reminded me so much of Zoolander when they're like, the files are in the computer yeah. and they're like. <laughs> so now Joey is released and his mom's just grounded him for a very long time. But like she grounds him, but he doesn't go to school question. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Like, he's just stuck in his room. But then she just, like, he looks miserable later on. And his mom's very... She reminded me very much... What's that actress's name who's the secretary in Ghostbusters? Annie... Annie Potts. Annie Potts. She's Annie Potts-ish. But it's not Annie Potts. And she's got very colorful. She's like, you are sad, aren't you? You can go. (laughs) Like, later on. (laughs) It's a very arbitrary grounding... I just feel like they could have been smarter. Like after he's let out, of course he runs over to to meet Phantom and he brings the disc out. Like obviously they're tearing your room apart because you have something. Why not meet in a secure location? Then they find out the, the, here we go. Secret service is watching them and they're both like not bright about it, but I, I don't really blame phantom freak about it because he has no idea yeah. what he's about What's to happening. show. Right. Yeah. So um, he gets the disc and he has to run with it. They both separate, but phantom freak has it and he hides it in a, in a, at school. Yes. 
I'm the and condom it, machine. Yeah. And he calls Kate, Kate and he's like, it's in the location where I put that thing that time. Like, obviously she knows where it is, but I'm like, oh, we talking in riddles now. <laughs> <laughs> what she, could she have, what could he have hidden me? Like pot or. Yeah. No. Yeah. So uh, plague visits Dade. Dade. And it's under the pretense of the Secret Service, like, hey, you hang out with Joey. What do you know, essentially? But then Plague is like, it's okay, I got this. And the Secret Service leaves him alone with Dade. And he's like, I know who you are. I know you're zero cool. Need you to help me find the disc. I'll pay you. And Dade's like, fuck off. And so then Plague has a baseball bat and like smashes his boombox to show him as he's leaving the room. The Secret Service has no boundaries, clearly. <laughs> but he waited for the whatever. Secret Service to leave. Plague did yeah. that when the ba- their backs were turned because they're not. They think they're, you know, Secret Service, they're the good guys. They just don't realize that Plague's a bad guy. Right. So, the Secret <laughs> Service are the good guys. I yes. just want to know where the president is. I know. Right? <laughs> is he okay? <laughs> are you keeping track? <laughs> yeah. He's been in the secret bunker this whole time. <laughs> He's been in the computer the whole time. <laughs> So then Dade goes to bed and he dreams about Kate. And then we see These Angelina dreams. Jolie boobies. So then- I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt yes. you. So this make, is going to make me sound like such a, a, a creep. So one of the movies we covered, it's not a good movie. I don't know if you guys have seen, have or haven't seen it, is Taking Lives. And yes. when I was doing a little research for Taking Lives, she's like, well, I've never done that. I've never shown I'm like, so why not? And which she's I have no problem with her doing that. So many movies. What she and talking like, and about? Then, and it would, apparently, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I'm so surprised was... to see that quick nipple. I'm like, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Well, and she she showed her boobs in Gia. Gia, as well, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she did. So I don't know. I feel like there's another movie that she showed her boobs in too. I mean. In- it's a lot of it. I, oh, it's Alexander, maybe. Was it that movie she was making? Oh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> but I was very surprised to see, not because of that comment, but I was very su- surprised to see Nipple. It was very quick, yes. but very there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hold on. Is that a nip? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And she did. <laughs> she did complain that the movie typecast her to play the tough women with guns, the kind who wear no bra and a little tank top. She wore a jacket a lot, although that is correct. That is the yes. character she's playing, that yes. very much so. But she was wearing a jacket a lot, but that doesn't make it any better. No. Very cool moto jackets. <laughs> <laughs> but the wardrobe is is irrelevant. But she, yeah. but she she is definitely playing the badass for the male gaze type of character. Exactly. And now we are at Kate. She's throwing a party. There are blue drinks that look like Windex everywhere. And we also learned that Nikon has photographic memory and he memorizes one of the girl's address, like all her information, but doesn't really know her. That was kind of creepy. And she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, how do you know? And I 
out like, oh my God. Right. I would be like, how do you know my address? Yeah. I don't know you. You were concerned. <laughs> so they, they end up in Kate's room and they're looking at her computer and, and like ooing and awing over it because she's rich and so she can afford the latest and greatest in ROM and RAM. And her and the boyfriend come in and just and start like making out on the bed and they're literally like the the guys are having a conversation at a normal volume yeah and kate it takes them a long time to notice that they have an audience as they're making out it's only because dave kind of yells something yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) there's no way they couldn't notice them there i was like how do they not see them (laughs) and so oh and mark anthony is there as the secret service agent and he's undercover trying to blend in with teenagers how great of a (laughs) but that's a great line and mark anthony is there as a secret service agent trying to blend with teenagers i love like he puts his glasses on and you literally just see him in the screen like just like kind of floating away it's just it's like this is a lot <laughs> but i love how like two of their friends are in jail and the same one the, well no joey's no. out they're oh, the, they're joey's they must... out on house arrest or whatever right. his mom put him on and freak he got arrested they they got they escaped but he eventually got arrested it must be after the scene though yeah Okay. Yeah. So in this scene, Dade realizes that Kate is acid burn and he's like, I, you took over the, the TV station when I was trying to and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, your acid burn. We knew that was coming. We all knew that moment. We're like, when's it going to happen? Oh, and then cereals like crash and burn. Like, it's so cute. It's their power couple name. And so, meanwhile, Plague is hacking into the FBI. He... They do exist. Right? <laughs> and he starts altering Dade's mom's FBI profile and giving her a bunch of, like, DUIs what? and warrants out for her arrest and, like, these... Backing up the felonies, like... Yes. Meanwhile, Dade and Acid... It says acid is on the roof. It starts getting a little muddled around here. Yeah. I mean, it already was. I think that's the biggest yeah. flaw yeah. the movie has is that for all of this chaotic, fast pace, we got to get this done. We never feel it. We never feel like that tension, like, oh my God, they got to get into the computer yeah. so that the oil doesn't spill. We never really right. get on that same level. It does, you know, it looks cool because it doesn't look cool they look cool (laughs) but the other stuff like it's cute because it's it's just not working Uh, it's like that popular gif with like the math and like they'll be a celebrity and they're trying to think hard (laughs) about it and the camera's doing a 360 but we never feel that level of like oh my god they gotta get plague we never feel like it never feels like a threat he's just kind of like a goofy guy (laughs) it's just yeah. Well, yeah, and but- at this point, they're not even really concerned with plague. They want to mess with the Secret Service agents, and yeah. so 
Acid and Crash decide they're going to show who's the best hacker by messing with the Secret Service agents. And so their deal is if Kate wins, Dade becomes her slave. And if Dade wins, she has to go on a first date with him and smile. I think That's not, I, I see a different version. I watched this on Tubi and what they said on to on the Tubi version was maybe, so maybe there's a different version of this. Cause what, the, what they said is that he's like, okay, if I win on our first date, you have to wear a dress. And she's that, like, oh, it's a different bet. It was a yeah, different misogynistic bet. Okay. Yeah, I got later on, he's upping the stakes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I did like her erotic dream where he is wearing a, like a yeah. onesie like that was kind of interesting i like that because jackie made a good point when we were watching it she was like because that's a woman's body at the bottom yeah. like yeah it was interesting. interesting yeah i'm mad at it <laughs> i think if they had had it where they were hacking the plague instead mm-hmm. of the head of the secret service guy that would have made it in more like make more sense when he kept leveling up to say like i'm threatening your mom and all this other yeah. stuff it just felt really weird that he kind of just attached to wanting to bother dade when dade really didn't have anything to do with the whole situation he like brought dade into it like he wanted dade to be his adversary in a weird way or like partner with him yeah, I think he saw himself in Dade. Dade was a young <laughs> <boy>. hacker. <laughs> Wendell Pierce, who, like, I don't know why the Secret Service is, like, so involved with this, like, the computer guy from this company. I mean, I get it's a, it's a danger, but it just, it doesn't click. But he's he's really good at being very to these very cartoonish characters. He really yeah. sold it for me. He really did. He, he would have been a, he would have been a more imposing villain if they had written him as so. But he's not I, the villain. He's just he he's just neutral. thinks he doesn't realize how bad that the, the only villain is saying his biggest flaw is not noticing Plague's facial hair. Obviously, the bad guy in the movie. <laughs> yes, obviously the bad guy in the movie. It's very what's his face, the guy that plays Sonic or Crane in Mockingbird or in Hunger Games. Oh, I haven't seen oh. Wes, Wes Bentley. It's gotcha. very that where it's like lots of curls and stuff. It's it's very weird. How many times um, have you seen the Secret Service be on TV giving an update? Never. Exactly. I've always seen them behind a political figure. <laughs> exactly. I'm Are so bothered. To blend in. Yes. Like they're not supposed to notice. Have the press secret conferences. Like, come on. <laughs> So now Dade receives a laptop that is mailed to him from Plague, and it has this very menacing video message about how, like, he's he unless Dade agrees to help him, he's going to ruin his mom's life. Blah blah blah. You need to get the disc. This is when Joey is ungrounded, and he immediately gets the disc, goes to the park and tells Freak and the Secret Service is there. So Freak hides the disc for Kate to find. Poor Freak, he's sleeping, and the Secret Service crashes into his room, and he's, like, (laughs) standing on his bed. Yeah, and then his mom comes in and starts hitting him, and he's like, arrest me already. Like, what are you waiting for? And so now he's in jail, and he 
he gets his one phone call, but for some reason, the cop like dials the number for him, like decides what the one phone call is going to be, it seems. So then Freak, because he's no stranger to a dial tone phone, quickly hangs up and gets the operator and calls Kate. And that's when he tells her where the disc is hidden in code. And that's when afterwards Kate goes over to Dade's house to ask him to help help them so that they can help out, you know, Joey and Phantom Freak. And Dade is like, I can't, doesn't explain why. He says he has a record and that's all he gives. And finally, Kate is like, oh. I think it's because his mom has been harping on him to like be straight and narrow so he can get into college and stuff. And she's given him applications. So he's trying to be good and not fall victim to the hacking. But victim to the hacking. Yeah, he does, <laughs> he's trying to be good because he knows his parent, his mom made like a lot of sacrifices for him and stuff like that. But he doesn't tell her exactly why. He just says he has a record and he can't. So she finally says, "Okay, well, can you just at least help us make a copy?" So her and Serial leave, and he then calls the plague and says, "Look, I have the disc and." he gives that's the whole scene we were talking about he gives the disc to to, to play (laughs) and then he goes and over to kate's and pretty much everyone is over there trying to crack whatever was on this file and he admits to the team that he gave the file over to to plague and they're like plague was threatening his mom like essentially his mom was gonna rot in jail if he didn't hand over something. So that's why he ended up giving Plague the disc. And he tells them finally that he was zero chill. And that's why he's Very a record. Cool. It's I not think... even that cool. Zero chill <laughs> is a much cooler name. I feel zero like... cool. And they lose their minds. They're like, yes. you're zero cool. As I mentioned the number. They're like, well, what is it? 100, Seven. Oh my God. Yeah. And then all is forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> he's zero I, cool. I love how Nikon's like, I thought you were black, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so they decide they need to find out what the rest of the worm is to get the the information to prove that it's not their friends, it's someone else. And so Dade's like, I can do it, but it's going to take me like 10 minutes. And everyone's like, if I help, I can, we can do it in six. If I if help, I we can do it, it in five. If I it's help, like- I can save the earth. <laughs> this is very stage one of hack the earth because it feels like yeah. they come to this conclusion another time when the final time when it's like i, I don't know how i know this because i didn't watch a lot of buffy but when like everyone was a slayer everyone's a uh, hacker yeah it's, it's the seventh season series finale <laughs> and buffy shares her slayer gifts because she's like these damn men decided that there should only be one and there could be many of us Absolutely, Buffy. Yes, fellow Buffy fan. I was watching that episode saying maybe I too will get my Slayer powers and activated. (laughs) I, on the other hand, compared it to when the Resistance called all the other ships in the Rise of Skywalker at the end to help Rey. (laughs) And they all show up to fight. All of the, all of Palpatine's army. 
It's like, so we were nerdy just in very different. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) Same level. So at this point is when they're like, we need help. They go to the club and they go meet, they go try to talk to Blade. And is that it? What's their names? Laser and Blade. Laser Laser and Blade. And and, uh, try to convince them to help. And they do. They, you know, give them a hard time first, but they say they'll help. And then they realize that they could get other hackers to help to just flood the Gibson so that it will malfunction because there'll be too much stuff going on at the same time while zero cool should be zero chill figures. It should be zero chill. It should be. Well, laser and blade. Like they're very, if you haven't seen the movie per chance that I think it's safe to say gay coded very, yes. yes, but, but not in a way that seems derogatory, but do they have a show on you? Like a UHF station? Is that where there's, cause they have a TV show. Yeah. But I don't like, know. If, I don't it's know if not they YouTube. hack it. I don't know if they hack it. I mean, obviously before they probably we, had hack YouTube, it. we had a lot of cable access channels. Yeah. So it might be that as well. Yeah, it seems that's cooler than UHF. Underground. (laughs) And then while right before they go and see Razor and Blade for help, they're doing recon. So we get like they steal a schematics manual from like the power guy or something. I don't even know what he was doing in the sewer. We we see Serial bug the phone for the receptionist. And the scene, okay, first, it's the scene. It's so ridiculous. It's just chef's kiss. So it's this lady sitting at a desk and then like she has to scoot out because Mm -hmm. cereal is full on under her desk. I I thought he was going down on her. I, we had to rewind. It it looks like that. It kind of looks. Yeah. And then he's like, okay. And then they show like the little flashy light phone bug underneath her desk. And he's like, thanks. And he walks away. So he gets out from under a desk, walks around the desk, and he has his (laughs) pants are halfway down his ass as he walks away. And it is the most ridiculous thing. But do you think that was an accident? Like, I have no clue. It seemed like an accident. Like, we see him running away. We see his butt quite for quite a while. And he's. (laughs) It seems like his pants just fell down, and they went with it. They're like, it fits. <laughs> but this movie's so bizarre that it could go either way. Yes. It could have been on purpose or not. <laughs> it's really that's a lot of this movie. It is hard to yeah. tell. Yes, like Plague is. himself, like I think he is supposed to be funny and goofy, but I don't know if he's also supposed to be a little bit scared. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea how intentional any of it is. Yeah. <laughs> we also see Nikon is delivering flowers in finger quotes, and he's memorizing the passwords of different employees in the in some sort of. Oh, I had no idea what he was doing. I didn't know. know. Close up of the keys and the keystrokes. There's a lot going on at this point, though. Like it's a lot, but and yet not much. It's one of those. And then this is when we get to Razor and Blade, and they this it this is also the scene that we talked about earlier, where there are very obviously club kids. Someone is wearing a chandelier as a hat. yes, yes, yeah. And then that is when we had to explain to Ken what club kids were, and we're like <laughs> party monster, and we had to differentiate between club kids and the ballroom scene. So we had to yeah. explain that as well later. So. <laughs> 
it was a good That's good true. educational time last yeah. night. I'm like <laughs> any ninja, like James St. James, he's like, meh. He's like, okay. <laughs> We'll show it's you. A it's a whole world. It's a whole world. It's a whole thing. So now we've got our passwords. We've got yes. our bugged. We've got our army of hackers that are going to hack the world. Now we need to get to Grand Central Station. The other issue that they were going to run into is like, how do we prevent the Secret Service from getting to us before we can finish? <laughs> I'm proud of you because I wanted to say cops. <laughs> <laughs> and so. They turn all the streetlights green. Major traffic, multiple accidents, much confusion. And so they go to the payphones at Grand Central. We see them at the payphones and they're like, boot up. And so everyone pulls out their little laptop. It literally was morphin time. Yes. It's hacking time. It, Uncle Power Rangers. Everybody had their like moniker show up on their little laptops, yeah. and it's like, it's, it's. Everyone has their own little individual scene where they're in the payphone and the camera's doing a 360 as they're yes. like doing it. Yep. Like, oh, that was giving me vertigo, dizziness, but yeah. literally it was like serial killer. <laughs> Pink oh, Ranger power. Burn. Pterodactyl. <laughs> and so they go in, they plant a bunch of viruses. Serial killers is the cookie monster virus. These viruses, viruses are so fun. Yeah, like, like when they so show fun. us on the screen of like the Cookie Monster, yeah. it's like this whole like pretty advanced for 1995. I will say right? that. And, and then there's like little rabbits going across this big computer screen that the Secret Service leader and Plague are both watching. I, and Plague's describing everything to everybody because there's this whole control room and they don't seem to know what's going on. It's it's quite but fun. But Plague is like. <laughs> like they throw up a virus and he immediately like hits one button and like defeats it like it's <laughs> weird and it's not even like his keyboard i guess of the future was just pure it was just flat and i just felt like he was like just whack-a-moling yeah the keyboard. so then the da vinci virus starts initiating and so then we see a very like rudimentary like rendering of the ship starting to tip and then the crash proclaims he's he's finding the viruses too fast and then the secret service figures out they're at grand central so they head down there and then the hackers around the world unite and <laughs> again, again, it's like even more. Yeah, it's like a special Power Rangers episode where all the Power Rangers from different times come together to fight the big evil. 100%. You know, I they did Rita so dirty when she married Zed. I was so mad. Let me tell like, you, we did I a love whole Rita rant. Repulsa. We did a whole rant on our Power Rangers episode about yeah. I have this, to go watch that. how oh my feminism God. was completely ruined the moment they had that silver diaper wearing guy <laughs> take over for what Rita has been setting the groundwork with those Rangers. Tragic. They did I a love her. I love her so <laughs> much. Fair. Anyway, the hackers of the, of the world. <laughs> Dade finally finds the worm. He starts downloading the information. 
<clears throat> and then the Secret Service gets to Grand Central Station and, oh, surprise, they had spoofed their location and all the payphones oh. are empty with like these little gadgets on them. Sick um, burn. <laughs> boiled again. <laughs> but we don't feel it ever. It's just no. like, it's just a bunch of stuff no. happening. We're like, yeah, cool, yeah. That, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then Plague is just screaming at his computer screen. And he's screaming about brain and cancer. And, and <laughs> Lorraine Bracco in that really thick accent is like, brain, cancer, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was just ready for him to say, I sunk your battleship. So finally, <laughs> Dade gets the the virus he downloaded it to the disc they they take down the gibson the hackers hack the world and take down the gibson everyone hugs and then the secret service shows up arrests them all but serial was too hype so they made him leave earlier <laughs> <laughs> it was too much and so he's standing outside and as date is being put into the cop car he like chucks the floppy disk in the trash on his way out. And so he's yelling like, this whole thing is trash <laughs> in the trash. And then Cyril's like, yeah, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and runs and gets the disk out of the trash. And then Plague and Margo are celebrating because they're $25 million richer and they're going to be on a And they're very weird square on the ground bed. That was her bed. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was like a futon with like a weird frame. It was really college. It was very weird. I feel like he had a Japanese fetish a hundred percent. I mean, he was heading to Japan. So I think that's the be- the the aesthetic he was going for in his weird like the apartment. villain in the crow like he has yeah. like he's the type of guy that has so many katanas right. I can't tell you anything about him but he has a lot one of the London hacker you know how like they showed all the hackers from across the world was David A Stewart from the Eurythmics and I was thinking to myself is this person supposed to be somebody because they're taking a long time and they gave him the shitty line and it was weird. And I'm like, he has to be somebody, right? Yeah. I'm glad that took that out of my mind because it really bothered me. <laughs> I didn't notice, so I'm glad you mentioned something. That's cool. The <laughs> yeah. rhythmics is very fitting. Yeah. He's literally like sitting by Tower Bridge, like sipping tea, and he's like, it's go time. Hack the world. Like, it's very <laughs> British, but like, no enthusiasm. Just like, I do this every day. It's a lovely day out. So, it gets uh, to the police station. I mean, yes. where I was going to say social security. I mean, <laughs> the secret it's the social security administration they're making sure that hackers aren't stealing your identity that actually exactly. makes more sense than the secret hundred <laughs> percent and, and Dade is trying to take the rap he's like kate had nothing to do with it it was all me and she's like what are you doing and he's like he's like she's a girl she's just my girlfriend she doesn't yeah. know anything about computers She's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not even going along with that. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to jail on principle now. And then she like backs down and just like, mm-hmm. thanks for your help. I was like, I don't like this. That didn't yeah. sit well yeah. for me. But then we get the shot 
in Times Square where all the the displays, <laughs> LCD displays flicker and it's serial killer's beautiful face as he spills all the tea. And he-, he... Radiating himbo energy to the world. Oh, it is so God. good. <laughs> and it, he, he gives names. He gives account numbers. He is putting Margot and Eugene on read. And so Margot doesn't know what to do. She just flails about and then ends up being taken to jail by the Secret Service. She's a woman. She was hysterical. They caught her immediately. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but Eugene had the wherewithal. He had the disguise. Really... It felt like Val Kilmer and the Saint. That yes. was the level disguise he was wearing. Very true. Good reference. <laughs> Very good reference. I haven't thought of that in a long time. But that movie is much better, and Val Kilmer is much better. Yeah, facts. <laughs> so he is on a plane to Japan. He's he's getting away. He he has succeeded after all, and now he doesn't have to split money with any damn woman. But Secret Service is just on the plane that's already in flight. Like, you couldn't... Wendell ground. Pierce is immediately behind him. He is immediately there. Immediately there for the taking off his, like, very Scooby-Doo, like, costume. Yeah. And it's... Uh, which I... That actually felt very satisfying because Plague bamboozled him, you know? Yeah. I like... I, that was a satisfying moment. I, was, I felt that one. Like, yeah. fuck you, Plague. Even though he was my favorite character. <laughs> he was the most fun to watch. Well, him and... Well, it's hard to have a favorite character. Him and There's so many to Phantom choose, Freak though. and oh. Serial Killer. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not Dave, though. Obviously yeah. not No. Dave. But they all hug. They're excited. And then next you see Dade and Kate on a date. Mm-hmm. And Kate oh. in a dress. So I, weird. I they're thought... doing that when they're doing that. Like, what are they doing? Are they about yeah. to like, <laughs> like have a do a football play? Like, it's, it's supposed to be teasing, but it's very awkward. It, it is, is very surprising very they were married. There's like just, just <laughs> they didn't get married just... till after the movie. Like, do they hate? Do they like each other on set? Because it's like there's just I like think not so. I it doesn't feel that way in the movie because it's yeah. like awkward. Maybe that's because they were like figuring things out. I don't know, but it was very weird on screen. The, why she would like him? Doesn't there's no reason. No. None. A man wrote the film, so yeah. that's why. Yeah, that's why. Thousand percent. Yeah. So many reasons why. Yeah, they were married shortly after the film, and they were divorced four years later. But like their relationship. And like from a pop culture standpoint, was always very interesting. Still interesting. They're still friends with each other, even mm-hmm. through all of her marriages. They've always been close. They've always cute. kept in yeah. contact. So I think they were just very young. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think Way she. I think she's described him as literally like the love of her life. She yeah. very much loved oh. him a lot. Yeah. So we see Dade and Kate, they decide to go for a swim and then they start weirdly making out like underwater. I hate this ending so much. It's so weird. Mostly because there's no reason she would like him like automatically, like she just (laughs) likes him. And it's, I don't, I get that it's a, like we're circling back to the pool prank, but it didn't feel like a real thing then. And it doesn't now the whole I mean, the crash and burn in the city lights is cute because their yeah. friends did it, and that's like adorable. But the other parts, no, 
didn't like yeah. it. I think it should have ended with Wendell Pierce and Plague. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, we then, do need to see the hackers. I would have loved or, the scene of them just rollerblading into the sunset. <laughs> Yeah, or I'm, all them having like a big party. Way. All the crashers yeah. are like ha- crashers. Oh my god! All the hackers, <laughs> all the hackers are just like having a really big party or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like at the end of Labyrinth when everyone's in her room, <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> Or, or like just rollerblading and then they all like jump and it ends on like a freeze frame or something. Yes. All right, we all have there to do go. our rollerblade freeze frame right now. Okay. You guys ready? All right. This is going to be like the cover of our episode. Oh my God. Okay. I felt. Perfect. <laughs> and that is hackers. Yes. Hackers. <laughs> According to Fisher Stevens, Quentin Tarantino was considered for the role of the plague. Interesting. That would have been like even that. more unhinged than what we got with. Uh, he would have yeah. definitely been scarier. Yeah. More <laughs> yes. menacing. More, more menacing for sure. Yeah. Lots of fun one-liners. The Hacker Manifesto, read by Agent Bob, was actually written by a hacker of great renown in the 1980s named Lord Blankenship. I'm not <laughs> who went by the name of the mentor. It was published in Frack at was it, it's P-H-R-A-C-K magazine, issue number seven, file three in nineteen eighty-six. And I remember that like he's isn't he the one they based war games off of or something? I think because so. there's only one like child hacker that really existed in this <laughs> so it has to be. <laughs> War Games uh, is a great movie. It is. This, and What's-His-Face was in that one, too, wasn't he? No. What movie was it that we were just talking about him in the same? Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer. What movie is he in where he's, like, a genius Real computer genius. hacker? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I got it half right. There goes those fraction, fractions again. <laughs> the screenplay is highly inspired by the hacker and cyberpunk subcultures. He saw the film as more than just about computer hacking, but something more, much larger. In fact, to call hackers a counterculture makes it sound like they're a trans or transitory thing. I think they're the next step in human evolution. And that was from the writer... I think it was named Moreau. And Johnny Lee Miller even attended a hacker's convention to prepare for his role as... I'd like to see that. Yes. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Edward Norton also auditioned for a role. I think it's great he was not in this. I don't think he would have fit. He's a great actor, but I don't see that. All right, so before we get into our ratings, why don't you guys tell everybody your podcast social handles and how they can find you and engage with you guys and listen to your podcast. You can listen to it on all the podcast platforms. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can find us at Let Us In Podcast. And we have our YouTube channel, which is Let Us In Podcast. Uh, we have our Twitter, Let Us In Podcast. It's Let Us In Podcast everywhere. <laughs> we also have our Instagram, we have a TikTok, and we also have a Patreon. So you can support us there as well. 
And if you guys have questions or you want to tell us that our hot takes were too hot for you, hit us up at No More Late Fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. And let's get into the ratings. We will start with you, Crystal. What is your today rating of Hackers? I'm going to still buy this movie. This is a, <laughs> this is a top tier movie for me. <laughs> I would definitely buy it. What about you, Emma? Oh, I definitely buy it again. I, I mean, I probably should. I don't own it. So uh, yeah, I definitely would buy this movie again. I remember when I, my Y2K itself, younger self thought, I wasn't very bright then either. You know, as a, as a preteen, I'm like, wow, being a teenager is going to be so cool. <laughs> There's some movies that you watch and you're like, oh my God, being a teenager is going to be awesome. Uh, even though, It's funny. I, I focused in a lot when I was younger, I'm very focused on Angelina Jolie as like, besides the fact that she's beautiful and cool, you know, she's the, like the lead female character i remember being drawn to her character but now as an adult i'm all about plague <laughs> <laughs> he's my he's the most interesting character for me besides phantom freak and matthew lillard a serial killer like those three make the movie for me this is hard for me i think it's gonna stay, stay a five-day rental for me i don't know i don't own it I don't see myself buying it, but I feel like every few years I'm going to pop it on because it's such a time capsule and it'll be fun to like the, and the costumes alone. Yes. Yeah. More fun. So the yeah. Costumes are tops here. Just like, how, <laughs> like bananas, but in a way where they really thought like, what are hackers going to be wearing in the future? Like yeah. it's very. Yeah. And it's also very, your very european too like yeah. that's what renalee said to us when we interviewed him but it does give me very fifth element vibes with yes. some of the clothes absolutely what about you jackie it's definitely uh would buy i i loved re-watching it it brought back all the, all the memories <laughs> made me just feel warm and happy inside <laughs> love it and if you would like to share your opinion about the marvelous movie Hackers or what your hacker name would be, hit us up at our quick drop 909601 and MLF 909601 You can twat us at the Twitters or leave a message on our Anchor FM account and you could be featured on a future episode. And as always, be kind and rewind.